On this episode of Any Given Fun Day, we begin by having an interview with Dom Lamorta from Dags Basketball. Uh, he comes on and just talks about his brand, some of the stuff that he does at Dags Basketball. Uh, thanks for coming on. That was a good time. Uh, during the episode, we talk about the Sweet 16. We break down the Elite Eight, what happened, the fall off of the great Loyola Chicago and we predict what's going to happen in the next round. Uh, after that, we get into a little MLB, a little NBA, the Brooklyn Nets super team, Andre Drummond of the Lakers, Aaron Gordon, all the NBA moves that happened at the free agency deadline. After that, we talk a little Deshaun Watson in the NFL. We talk about what's going on in the draft. That's only in a couple weeks. And we end with our favorite, a little come up, fall off. Uh, make sure to check out our TikTok that's now going at any given fun day. And uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show and make sure you let the fun days roll. Happy to be joined here by basketball skills coach from Dags Basketball, Dom Lamorta. Uh, Dom, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, bro. Oh, of course, bro. Well, Dom, I know you, you used to kill it on the courts, and now you're doing other things on the courts nowadays. Uh, can you just kind of run us through like, what's going on with you? Um, I know you got a, a brand that you're working on and a little business there. Can you just kind of run us through that, too? Yeah, so uh, I graduated from Alfred University about two years ago. Um, I'm currently working under Steve D'Agostino at Dags Basketball. Um, it's a basketball training service, obviously, around here. So I've been with Steve for probably about uh, probably like five or six years, and obviously I started training with him during my career. And then um, I've always known that I've wanted to move over to the, the skills training side since I was a little kid. So um, I kind of just... Um, paid my dues with Steve over the years and, and eventually got the opportunity this year to, to start taking over some groups and some one-on-one -on -one workouts. Um, so we've been going strong with that um, for probably about a month or two now with the individual stuff. And I've done a bunch of camps and, and group training with him for probably a couple of years. So, but he's given me the, uh, the, uh, the full reign to, to do those individual workouts now and and i want to keep building on that and eventually um be doing this full time because it's obviously been something i wanted to do and then um with my brand there i got it's called different um so basically what it is right now is kind of just like a platform for me to use and eventually what i want it to be is my own um training business um and kind of like a motivational type thing for athletes where we are just the, the motto is just kind of like un or the motto is, is just like just doing doing the, the extra stuff to be um, the best version of yourself, kind of like Kobe's mama mentality, which is kind of what it's based off of because I was a huge fan of Kobe. So, so we're just kind of building both of those. And eventually, obviously, as I, I keep growing with this, it's going to turn into something for myself. And then um, Steve will be guiding me along the way. And that's what we've kind of been doing here, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's what me yeah, and Joe right. have been doing since we started this podcast is we've just been trying to, you know, do uh, promote, it, promote it as much, much as we can. And, right. um, you know, it sounds like you're doing a great job and, you know, you're still young as well. I think you're younger than definitely me if you graduated two years yeah. ago. 
Um, yeah, I'm 24 now. 24. Oh, okay. Old. We're the same age. I don't feel as bad now. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, and I got a couple questions for you. So with um, I'll start off with the Dags basketball side first. Um, I know I saw that you pretty much do like 12 and under, right, or around that age group. Yeah. So right now I have my own. I actually started my own AAU team. My myself with the training, I do ages all the way up into high school and college. Okay. Um, and I, I we did some pro guys this past summer with Steve for some NBA pre-draft training, but right now I have my own 12 UAAU team. Okay, gotcha. Then I'll ask you kind of broadly, that that actually works out better, because what I kind of wanted to ask was, is a lot of the time right now we're seeing, you know, in college basketball, and even obviously going up to the NBA is, you know, a lot of guys are playing hero ball, and and, and it's not much of a team game anymore. Um, Is there anything you guys are doing to try and teach kids around here, or even guys, you know, up to high school and, um, you know, college-level sports that, that you're doing every single day uh, to try and just, you know, maybe eliminate that or, or try and stop that? Yeah, I mean, all of our training uh, methods are based off of just, like, keeping things very, very simple um, and just, like, fundamentally sound. So footwork, um, just, like, game movements and stuff that you would see in a game. It's not a bunch of let's go one-on-one ISO like a lot of people are doing now where it's just, like, and obviously, you know, you're going to obviously as you go up levels, you're going to see guys in the NBA like guys like Kyrie Irving, guys that have skill like that and are able to score like that. You got you got to use those talents. But for us, we're kind of building these kids and these athletes like from the ground up so that they can build off their fundamentals. And then when, when they have those things perfected, then they can add different stuff to their game to make them obviously more versatile and and obviously you, you see that as you go up in, in levels. But we're more focused on very simple game movements that they're going to see when they go out and they play so that they're prepared when they get on the court um, with those movements, and they can just keep it simple. And, th- and that's what basketball is, is just keeping keeping the game as simple as possible and doing what you do the best. Yeah, and uh, that's definitely something that I know Dags keeps in his head all the time. <laughs> Uh, can you explain yeah. your your um just your experiences with with uh, Steve and I know he's co- he's the one that's coaching over at Colonisto right or is he is he Steve, out there? Steve's, Steve's dad is the one that yeah yeah yeah. So you're so you're training with the younger with with younger uh, Dags. Right. So his father is at County. He coaches the County, and then it hits his son. Steve is his son, so he's cool. the one that runs the training business. Okay, so yeah, it's so Ken's he, the dad. Ken's the dad, and Steve's the son, right? Correct. correct. Okay. Um, can you explain your, your experiences with like Steve too? I, I know that you've been working with him for a long time and I know he has yeah. some professional, uh, you know, background as, as well in like uh professional sports. I believe he was overseas, right? Yes, he was. He was over there for, I think it was like, if I believe, I think it's like five or six years, but he's, um, he was at St. Rose. He was really good there and then was over there in a couple of different countries playing. And now he's obviously doing the training stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's. I'm trying to think of. Does he, did he? All right. I guess my question to you is: Have you taken any of his, you know, training and what he's done and kind of incorporated into yours? Or like, do you guys oh, yeah, take two yeah. different two different approaches to, you know, how you guys now train at, at the facility? Yeah. So I'm. We're we're very similar in in our beliefs, and actually, he started training us. We were like one of his first groups when I was back at Scotia in high school. We had our successful run back there. So when he had first started, we were one of his first teams that he had started with. Um, so I've known Steve all the way back since probably 2011. 
Um, so, and then ever since there, we've been training with him in the summers and stuff like that. And then when I went to college, um, that was my place to go home in the summer and train. And we were in the gym almost every day during the summer. So obviously I've been picking up on stuff that he's taught us for almost what, 10 years now. Um, and our, and our philosophies with the game are very similar. And like I said before, it's just very basic, um, being as versatile as you can, being able to do multiple things on the court, right. Just not being able to do one thing. Um, so, I mean, I've taken a lot of his skill stuff and, and obviously I have my philosophies with my game that I've seen what's worked for me and he has what's worked for him. And we kind of just kind of meshed up together. And, um, he kind of gives me a, a, a free reign to do what I want to do with the groups and stuff like that. Cause he trusts me. And, and, uh, so we're just, just kind of mixing that together. And then, um, with our, with the experiences stuff that you were talking about, we've been, um, like I said, the camps, the groups, the individual workouts. And then this past summer, we had two guys that got drafted, um, this past summer in the NBA. One was Elijah Hughes from Syracuse. Um, and he got drafted by the Utah Jazz in the second round. And then we had, uh, Nate Knight who actually went undrafted and then got signed by the Hawks, who's having a great year. So we went for about two, three months strong, about every day, probably most five or six days a week was two times a day. Um, and those guys were in the gym and we were just constantly just working on skill stuff, getting them ready for their, for their workouts. And then obviously for them to, to play in the NBA and both of them are having really good starts to their careers. So we're hoping to build off that and, and get some more NBA clients. Obviously he has Kevin Herter too with him. So, um, we're hoping to keep building on that. So we have some of those NBA clients come back as well. Love that. And, uh, just to, you know, kind of build off of that question too, um, is there is there anything? Of course, there's other training facilities um, that are trying to put out products like you guys. Is there anything that you can tell me where you're like, hey, this is why you should come to Dags Basketball as opposed as to why you should go to you know the other training facilities that are around here? Yeah, I, uh, the one thing that that we really preach is is just like really really teaching the game to guys, right? We don't just throw these guys out there and say, okay, like let's just play. Right. We break we break a lot of their their games down and we see like, here's what you need to work on. Right. And then we just break it down to like the, the, the fundamentals and stuff like that. And we build off that so that um, when they do get into situations as they grow older, that we have those things, those fundamentals. And like I said, you build off of of those things and you can do multiple things with your game as you grow. But we're really, really like you come in there for like an hour individual training or a group training. You're going to get us like for an hour, like really focused on, um, competing. Um, and then like, like I said, like, we're really going to tell you like, here's, we're going to give you an honest evaluation. Like, here's what you need to work on. Here's the things you do well. And here's how we can fix that so that you can do those things that you, you lack in skill. And we, we can figure out a way to get that to be one of your strengths. And, and I, I think there's no better place to be in terms of basketball skill than, than Dag's basketball, just because, with Steve and, and a couple of the other guys. We're just very experienced and we've all won and seen like the right way to play. And, and we just kind of just give that to the guys and the girls that we work with and, and let them use it as they want. And what it sounds like too, is it's almost like you're comparing kind of um, like how it would be if you went to, you know, a bigger school, say like, you know, you all been your Clemson or North Carolina comparatively going right. to like a smaller school, something like that, where you get that one-on-one time with like a teacher or something like that more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, really like 
we're really, really focused that whole time. You're not going to just have us sitting there like, okay, you can go and play. Like, we have those times where we have guys come and play pickup. But, like, if you're coming for, for a workout, you're going to get a really, really good workout with, like, the best – I mean, Steve has been with the USA national team. Um, he's been over in Europe. Um, he's been around. Like, he knows so many guys basketball-wise. He has just such a great basketball mind. And um, he just gives you a lot of things that you can use when you get to, to your, your games. And, and obviously, as you move up in levels, just so, so much great knowledge for you to use. And having a great coach and and a, and a guy who's a leader who who you can build off of and kind of take that with you going forward that's something you you, you don't forget as a player or as a guy who you know was a part of that and built that with him as well. Yeah, absolutely, I 100 percent agree. And um, so to go off of um everything that we've been talking about too, um, is the two points agency the one that you signed with and your brand um the same thing or is that two two separate things that we're talking about? So when I when I originally graduated from Alfred University, which is where I played my college um, basketball at, um, I was looking to go play overseas um, gotcha. at a at a school. So Two Points Agency was the agency that signed me out of school, mm-hmm. um, and and we were using it. And they're based out of Italy, over in Europe. And um, so we were. I was planning on that. Had a couple. Um, a couple of teams that were interested, but the whole thing with that was coming from a smaller school, you need to be, um, there's, there's a bunch of different things, but you have to basically be like a citizen of the country. So for me, I would have been an Italian citizen and the paperwork is very, very extensive. You have to go through a bunch of different processes to get the paperwork and become a citizen because with those teams over there, it's a, it's a, whatever it is if it's 13 team roster 15 team roster they get two american imports which are two guys without a passport and then the rest have to be citizens of the country or europe so they have to have like a passport from over there so for me coming from a smaller school it was pretty important for me to have that passport so i'm still like in the process of trying to get it and trying to work it out so yeah the two points agency was totally separate from the uh my brand okay gotcha so then Oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, so, Dom, I know you've I've, – I've heard through the grapevine you used to play with, with Joe Cremo, right? Yeah, yeah, that's my best friend, yep. Really? Okay. Can you can you just, uh, you know, describe that experience a little bit and just, like, you know, I know Joe's off doing his own thing and, like, do you guys keep in contact at all? Or what's what's going on with Joe, too? So It's always good to know yeah. he's a UAlbany guy. Yeah, Joe Joe and I obviously uh, played at coach together, but we grew up – we've known each other since we were probably – Jeez, it's probably like five or six years old. So we played like rec basketball growing up. Um, and then obviously I was um, a grade above him. We're the same age, but I started school a little earlier. So we were um, a different grade. So travel-wise, he played with his group. And then we obviously came together in high school um, and had our big run there. And then um, he obviously went off to Albany and then eventually to Villanova. But um, me and Joe are like, we talk every day. Um, still this day and uh, we actually were in the gym today working out so oh that's dope um, we're 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 like together all the time and and obviously like we both love the game so much so um, he's currently working on figuring out what he wants to do next Um, he was in a little period where he didn't know what he wanted to do because he's um, hesitant to go overseas just with obviously it's just such a new experience for everybody and it was for me so we kind of talked about it and um he was thinking about coaching, but I think he wants to, he wants to keep going, I think. And I think that's what I told him. I said, Joe, you've been working your whole life to play at the highest level. 
Um, and he obviously played in the G League for a little wh- little while. Um, and they didn't, with everything going on with the COVID thing, so he just didn't get an opportunity to go back to the bubble and play. There were so many um, so many spots that were taken away with the COVID. There was a couple teams that didn't even play. So he's in the process of doing a couple things, maybe looking at playing in like a TVT um, this summer, maybe trying to see if he can get a deal overseas. Um, and then he has obviously like the, the guys back at Villanova are, are great to him and they eventually want him to maybe come on the coaching staff there. So he's, he's got great opportunities himself. Um, and he's just kind of trying to find what's going to be the best decision for him. And I don't think he wants to, to stop playing yet because like I said to you guys, we've, we've worked so hard since we were like five or six years old and put so much time into it. So we both want to keep going and, and get the most out of the game as we can. And then obviously when it's our time to coach and teach, um, that'll be our time. And we'll know that obviously, but we're, it's, it's hard to take us away from the game, man. We've, we've done this. This is like what, we do, what we've done since we were five years old, and that's like all we've done. So yeah, to definitely. take it away from us and say, you're going to coach now, it's like, I mean, we, we want to definitely teach and, and share our knowledge. But like that no, you want to hope. You want to hope. It's a tough pill to swallow. Come on. Hell yeah. I mean, we can – and like I said, we, we work out every day. We can still, we can still go just like we, we always have and – and it's obviously when you get to a situation where you're playing, where it's money involved and it's professionally, it's a whole different world. So um, we're trying to figure out what it's going to be. Hopefully we can both find a situation where we can both, like you said, we can both hoop because that's what we love to do. So that's where we're both at. We're not, we're best friends to this day and still talk about the game and we watch the games together. I mean, it's the same thing like we've always been doing since we were little kids. Gotcha. And uh, I got one more question for you, Dom. I don't know if Ray's got a couple more or what. Uh, yeah. But my last question to you is: So you we'll, we'll, let's go. Let's go a five year timeline. Where where do you where do you want to be in five years from now? Saying where you are right now, where you want to be in five years. Um, I I myself I wouldn't say I have like a set like here's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I mean, I like I told you guys just now. I, I definitely want to try and see if I can and find a spot where I can play because it's something that I've put a lot of time into and it's something that I've always dreamed about since I was a little kid. So. Um, I really want to keep doing that, but I, I really also want to set myself up for the future with the training thing. And, and eventually, whether it's five years or it's 10 years, whatever, I would like to open up my own um, training facility. So now I don't know if you guys are familiar with Kobe's facility out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a what's a spot. It was called the Mamba Sports Academy, obviously. And then they changed the name after he passed away. But um, he has like a huge, huge facility out in, in California, I believe it is. And it's just like courts and turf and that whole nine where it's a bunch of athletes in there during the summer and they're just like working on their craft and there's so many different. And then obviously um, there's like obviously state-of-the-art trainers and he has oh, a lot of, of course, money. Yeah. But something to that degree I'd love, I'd love to do in this area because I don't feel like we have something like that where athletes can go during the summers and, and train and feel like, I have a place to go. I think it's very like, there's not a lot of places around here. Yeah. And they're very separated too. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I would love to eventually, that's my, always been my dream is to have a a facility where, um, we can open it up to athletes of all sports, have a bunch of skilled coaches in there. Um, and just have a place for, for athletes of all ages to come back. And know like in the summers, like I can I can come back and I know I'm gonna have a place to work out, improve my game, stay in shape, and, and just like 
work at the game that they love because, you know, that's like so much of the game is the off season. Like that was so much for me. I, I love like the whole process of, of sports and that type of stuff, like working at it and breaking down every single skill. And then when you get back to your gameplay, like seeing that work pay off, it's just like one of the best, one of the best feelings to me is seeing that type of work pay off. And I've always spent so much time with that skill stuff. And obviously I'm doing it now with a bunch of kids and, and older guys now and girls. So uh, that's something that I've always dreamed about and, and where it, where it takes me, I don't know, but obviously it's in God's hands and hopefully it's something that will, uh, will happen. So that's, that's definitely where I'm looking at. And the thing is too, is like you said, you have a passion for it. We have a passion for this. You know, we, we don't know where we're going to be in five years, but hell, we're going to give it a damn shot and we're going to do everything right. we can, you know, to make it a, a, as big as we can. So, um, yeah. I don't have any more questions for you. I just wanted to say, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and also it kind of hit me while we were talking that I'm pretty sure when that we when I was a senior in high school, you and Joe just washed our team across the floor. It was, I don't remember if it was a scrimmage before the season yeah. or if it was a Christmas tournament, but I know you guys, I know you guys can ball. Um, and, he, was the, um, he was the short chunky kid. Uh, yeah. That was, that I was, was the short the stubby kid with the goggles on South Colony's bench <laughs> half the time, nine, 95% of the time. South Colony is where you play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, dude, I've played so many guys oh, in the summer. And stuff. <laughs> We've had to have passed each other like hundreds of times at this point. I would assume so. I was more of a baseball guy, but basketball, <laughs> basketball was, I'd say my third sport, but yeah, yeah, yeah Dom, yeah. um, yeah. Plug in your plug in all your all your social medias, bro. Make sure everybody knows yeah. where to find you. And uh Absolutely. let's do this. Yeah. Um so my personal account on Instagram is uh at Delamorta23. Um if you guys follow me on there, I got uh links for anybody that wants to get in and train. Um you can obviously send me any messages or DMs if you if you want to um get in and get in the gym with me. I'm I'm more than happy to, to take any questions or concerns or any feedback you might want or any tips. I'm, I'm very open to that type of stuff. Um, my business account. So the, the different brand that I'm running is, um, at different X official. Um, and if you log on, there's a bunch of motivational stuff. We're kind of kicking it off now with, some with some trials and stuff like that with my new AAU team. And then we got, um, some, some new, uh, clothes and some apparel on there as well with my website and the bio on that page. And we'll be coming out with some stuff on there too, as well. And then of course, um, I'd like to sh- shout out Dag's basketball for giving me the opportunity um, to, to be along him and, and work beside him. And obviously he's on Instagram at Steve Dag zero. Um, and then at Dag's basketball is his business page. So definitely give him a follow so you guys can keep along with us and, and follow our journey going forward. We're going to have a, a very, very big summer with, with everything that we missed out on with the, the pandemic here. So if you guys are interested, anybody's interested in getting in the gym, please let us know. We're more than happy to take, take whoever wants to get in the gym and work on their, their game for sure. Oh yeah. Well, I've been working on that jumper a little bit. Maybe, maybe a little Joey and Reagan going to up in this. Don't, don't let him get in there. Whenever you guys want to get in there, you let me know. Yeah. Appreciate it, bro. Well, uh, Dom, thanks again. And we, uh, we'll be rooting you on for your journey and hopefully we can find, you know, you can find a place where you can get some, uh, get some buckets yourself, bro. Absolutely. We'll, we'll hope, hope, hopefully it happens guys. I, I really, really appreciate you guys having me on and I'll definitely, um, I'll be sharing the word with you guys too, as well. I hope you guys have, uh, a successful journey as well. And I'm sure we'll be in contact soon. Of course. I do appreciate you, man. Absolutely guys. Have a good one. All right. You too, too, bro.
And thank you, Dom, for a good interview. That was a good time. A little out of our realm, I guess, right? Maybe. It's just something different, which is, I think, what we're just going for at this point is we're trying to switch it up, get as many different people as we possibly can. in. And Cue the dog, right? Rough. Cue the dog. Oh. Cue the fucking dog. <laughs> Literally cue the dog. For some reason, that confused me, but I should just know at this point. Yeah, just whenever we actually start podcasting, then cue the dog. I honestly it's every time. kind of tuned it out. I didn't really hear that one. Usually it's louder. Did you just call my dog it? I'm sorry. Not even a her? It's a dog. That's pretty fucked up. (laughs) It's a her. It is a her. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. No, no, you did mean it. Now we got beef this whole episode. Oh. Really? Are you ready? Are you ready to talk college basketball and be like an adult? Or are you going to be a child the whole time? I might be a child the whole fucking time, actually. Uh, Where do we start? Where do we start? You want to go Florida State? Florida State getting their ass whooped by Michigan. Yeah, um, Michigan is just big. I mean, they're they're not like a typical team that's going to outshoot you or be more athletic than you. They're just going. They're just a big team that rebounds the basketball really, really well. They have guys who can get to the rim, and they're not a flashy team. They they just know how to score and win games. It's kind of a weird team to see at the top who is dominant. And Florida State just didn't just never got that spark that they that they have that they've had up to this point. It was, that was the analysis I was looking for. (laughs) They were big. Like it. Nice dude. (laughs) They're a big team. You know what I mean? They have size that, that a lot of teams don't match up to. And like I said, in this modern day basketball, right? What do we usually see teams that can shoot or teams that can run? They're neither of those two. They're not a bad three point shooting team, but they're a team that focuses mainly on getting to the rim getting offensive rebounds and slowing the game down. It's not what we, not typical to to teams today. Right, right now. I mean, hey, they they had some they had some bright spots, right? Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner's Mo Wagner's uh brother? Uh, is it his brother or is it his cousin? It's his brother, I think. Oh, okay. Sibling, yeah. I thought it was a different part of the family. Maybe I'm bugging. What do you think of the name Franz? It's German. Franz Wagner. I think that's a fire Franz name Wagner? if you live in Germany. You know what I mean? The Franz? Like, I wouldn't name my kid Franz. You know, funny story, actually. Me and, me and Kobe went to get food the other day. Um, and uh, he got a, a piece of sausage called the Franz. First of all, so typical of him to get a piece of sausage, right? <laughs> and then second of all, call it the Franz, right? So, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Where'd you go? To the, did you go to uh, the doghouse or whatever yes, again? Yes, we did. Dude, you're addicted now. I am. I need to get in there. I'm addicted to hot dogs. It's not a bad thing. I, I mean, it, it is a bad thing, but... It's a bad thing. It's also a good thing. I'm addicted to eating wiener. Well, that's... Hey, teach their own, right? Right? I mean, some people some people like to drink. Some people like to smoke. I like to go to the doghouse. Right? <laughs> to each their own? Yeah, to each, I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to comment anymore on it. Yeah, I mean, Florida State fucking sucks. Uh, obviously, that was the moral of that story. Um there's really not much to talk about when it comes to that game. That was a blowout, right? It wasn't even a good game to watch. Um, we'll save the best for last. We'll just go through what's... Here's here's one that I thought was pretty funny, right? People were saying Creighton was going to give Gonzaga a problem. There was no problem. No, they they just assorted their dominant Assorted. Asserted. I can't talk today. Maybe they did assort their dominance day. before they asserted it, right? <laughs> hey, 
teach them. They put it in an order, and then they were like, hey, we're going <laughs> to assort this dominance, and then we're going to actually assert it. I guess you could look at it that way. Thank you, Joe. You didn't come at me? No, I oh. see, I actually care. Wow, look at this guy. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? He's not all good looks, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you what. Uh, hey, I never... Uh, <laughs> I didn't say you did. Since when did Jay Ajayi start playing for... Uh, Start playing for Gonzaga. I mean, it's actually Joel and Jai, but Jay Ajayi. You seeing that? You seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Suggs with a quiet game. I mean, 9-6-5. and five. I mean, Drew Timmy played a good game. Kispert, decent. Timmy was really the uh, the man of the show. Yep. But um, other than that, I mean, just watching the game itself, it just seemed to me like there was no... Creighton just couldn't get in a rhythm, right? Like, I, I felt like it was... It was a decently close game at halftime, and then Gonzaga came out in the second half, and they just played the same as they did in the first half kind of thing, but that that at once it was a 10-point lead just built up to a 20-point lead real quick, right? Yeah, and the thing like was— they just, they just outplayed them the whole game. Right. Like there was no— comeback. It was never close. Yeah, it just—it was it was a 40 to what, 43-33 at half, and you're like, okay, Creighton's down by 10, but then they came out and played the exact same half— which leads to a blowout, right? Yeah, and the thing is with this team, Gonzaga, too, is they're not like an ex- insanely deep team. Like their bench isn't the greatest or they don't utilize their bench that much. So their starting five is going to come out and, and attack you at all cylinders. And if one guy in the starting five isn't getting it done, some one other guy will. Like they have those those go-to guys. Like you said, Kispert didn't have a great game, but you know you have guys like, like Nembard and, and um, Timmy step up and just play out of their minds and have really good games. But their shooting percentage across the board, I mean, 60% from the field is just absolutely insane. They're another team that is um that doesn't live and die by the three, which I guess seems to be a good theme going on this year, which usually isn't the case. Usually it's a team the teams that are um running gun, three point style, like I said, but the, uh, apparently they're just changing the entire mantra of the NCAA tournament this year, these teams. Yeah, and like Zach is just too good. Like, but, yeah, you can't even. We're not even. We're gonna sit here and have a conversation for the next twenty minutes about college basketball, and we're gonna be like, yeah, this team's good, and this team looks good. Gonzaga is just gonna win, right? Like, they're already the champions. They're not losing. You would think I the mean, only team that's gonna give them a problem is Baylor, Michigan. Michigan. I I think Michigan gets smoked by them. They're a similar play style, so I think I don't know if that would feed into Gonzaga. No, to that they're going to know how they're going to play or how to play it better because it's their own style. But I guess you could say the same thing for Michigan as well. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of scary teams, I think, in this in this tournament still left. Gonzaga looks like the clear-cut favorite, but I want to see them against a team uh, that I think is going to give them, you know, some sort of pushback, right? I mean, we haven't really seen them in a close game, so we don't know how they are in that environment. So what happens if they are in a close game? Are they going to blow it? You know, they they haven't been there all year. They're... 29 no they've they've been dominating the entire close. year yeah like that's the thing i, I don't know and that's what i mean i feel like i feel like it's gonna be like a baylor team or it's gonna be nothing right but personally. if you haven't if you haven't had that experience it's hard to say how they're gonna do i mean i know these guys are are, are clutch but when it comes to tournament time it, it's a completely different feeling and when you're in the moment you can't stop it right you have to just go with your gut and play and that's what what i want to see from this team is how they do under pressure Okay, so Gonzaga is really good. Yeah, they're definitely um, right now the t- the top seed. Um, yeah. they're they're the top seed for a reason, obviously. Yep. Um, moving on, Houston, Syracuse, Syracuse shot like absolute butthole. Let me right? tell you what. Right, I was watching that game, 
and and the first combined, I want to say eight to 10 possessions was some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. I thought it was going to be a shootout. I thought it was going to be just three pointer after three pointer. Buddy Bayheim never got going. Joe Girard was throwing the ball all over. I mean, they, they stuck on Buddy Bayheim the entire game, but they were throwing. It wasn't even like they were taking contested shots and like barely missing. These guys were throwing up air balls, bricks. I mean, they weren't even close. And, and Bayheim, I forget who it was that he took out. It was, I think it was the first possession of the game. Took a shot, took a three, airballed it, and Beheim took him out and literally just said, go sit down. And that was just the theme of the entire game. I couldn't believe it. And it's not like Houston was playing that much better. I mean, they, no, they, weren't. they came out and shot the ball poorly as well. They just ended up getting a little bit hotter towards the, the end of the first half or the mid part of the first half and kind of just rode with it because Syracuse shot the ball so poorly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you literally pinpointed the fact that Syracuse couldn't shoot the basketball. That was literally the whole game. You were like, you. I, I, so I go into yeah, I go into halftime of that game, and I'm like, well, shit, man, you can't shoot that bad in the second half. Like, you can't shoot as bad as you did in the first we half. We can't and come like, out and be worse than what we, we just did. were, and, and we, we did. did. We literally came out and shot even worse. We proved everyone wrong, right? Like, you were like, hey, haters, listen to this one. We're gonna come out and even blow it even more. Like, it was impressive how bad they shot, but you know, good for them, good run, whatever. Congratulations, Syracuse. You made it to the Sweet 16 and absolutely botched it, right? I mean, good for them. Congratulations, I guess. I'm not, I, I'm not, like, these have not, that, that was not a good game either. I'm let down. Houston's pretty good, though. Houston plays a, a very gritty style of basketball. And if you you look in between the lines too, Ray, Syracuse's defense did, did their job, right? 62 points isn't overwhelming. That's not like some crazy, um, you know, amount of points. Yeah. They simply... Just couldn't put the ball in the basket. Well, 23 I, points each half. That's what it comes out to. And I won't that's say that. Bad. Yeah. And it's not like I was saying that, you know, Syracuse was just missing wide open shots and they just couldn't find the rhythm. I mean, Houston's defense was something different. Like they are playing so aggressive, not really switching off anybody. I mean, their guys play really, really solid one on one defense, which you don't see a lot anymore. And. I think that could be an issue for teams. The only thing is, is they would have to shoot way better than they did in that game. I mean, they only, they barely shot 40% from the field. So it's not like they played that much better. They just did that much more on the defensive side of the ball. And Houston yeah, was yeah. able to find some good looks when they wanted to, if they got the ball in the middle, it seemed like the floor was opening up for them. And that was when they were playing their best. But then when they were throwing it around the three point line, just trying to get random threes um, beyond the arc, it was just a different game and they just didn't look good. But no, no. on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I was really impressed with them. I haven't really followed them too much this year. Let's see, like, you, you think about it like this. So Houston beat a, a bad Syracuse team. Like, they weren't a good team, right? They played good in the tournament, but they weren't a good team. Now you bring you bring that same energy to a decent team, like a, like a good team. They're fucked. Like, they didn't play that great. Yeah, I mean they got, but they got another team in Oregon State who really shouldn't. I mean, not that they don't deserve to be there. Obviously, Talk about they deserve a walk to be for there, Houston, but. man. They they had to beat what Rutgers. I mean, just the teams they've had to beat are like they've had to beat Cleveland State, Rutgers, Syracuse, and they got to beat Oregon State in order to get to the Final Four. Yeah. Why don't we talk about Oregon they, State? I don't next? even think they've played a, uh, a single, a single, digit a, a single digit team. <laughs> Rutgers was a 10, right? Yeah, Rutgers was the 10 seed. They played a 15, a 10, and an 11, and, a, and now a 12. 
That's wild. That's crazy, dude. I wonder if that's ever happened. It's happened now. Well, yeah, I know. Here it is. Surprise. And speaking of surprises, Oregon State, the 12 seed, beats Loyola. I mean, I don't know. Sister Jean, Cam Crutway. Yeah, I mean. She wasn't there. Good story. She wasn't there. I don't think God was there. She was obviously there, but I don't think God was with him that night. No, God was was with, uh, I'll tell you who God was with. God was with the other team. Right or wrong? Come on. No, man. yeah, you're right. I mean, you know who else? I don't feel like we laugh enough. Let's laugh some more. We gotta add more comedy into this. We, I, we, I think you know what's funny. What's funny is that I thought we were funny. We're really not. I thought we were funny. I think when we don't try and be funny, we're our funniest. So if we tried to make comedy, no one would fucking like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone would just be like, "What are they fucking doing? They're being idiots." Well, that's like that's how we've gotten this far is by being idiots. Like that's that's what we're good at, right? Yeah, that's who we are. Because if you took your brain, and this is a side note, right? Did we'll you get, say brand? No, brain. Oh, I think I was like, I don't have a brand. Well, I mean, you kind of do. You're like half AGF, right? Half AGF, half. We're not getting into that. <laughs> I already know. I saw your face. I'm like, we're not getting into that. Um, no, it's funny though. And, and side note here, right? If you took your brain and my brain and you smushed them together into one big old brain, thirty-seven IQ, man, you still don't have a, a full brain. You know what? You know what we would have though—a really crazy sports brain. You That's know, scary. You know what we would have too, right? No, probably impaired vision. <laughs> <laughs> my vision is yeah, terrible. You're blind, and I'm just about blind. My left eye is gone. I, I went, I was playing baseball until I was 14 years old with no left eye. Who, by the way, which, by the way, when you're a righty, is the main eye you see with when you play. How the fuck was I hitting 300? That's impressive. All right, back to Oregon State. Now that we, now that we established that we're not fucking funny whatsoever. <laughs> um, Ethan Thompson played all 40 minutes, 22 points. Absolute monster is the, is the reason that this team is here. I mean... They have a a big test ahead of them, obviously, coming up. Um, but they've been hot. I mean, I don't see a reason why they can't keep going. You know, Clark did say it was going to be chalked the rest of the way. And could you imagine if Oral Roberts, we'll get to it, but could you imagine if Oral Roberts, we had a 15 and a 12, and UCLA as well, an 11. I mean, this Elite Eight would have been, had to have been one of the highest seeded, if not already, highest seeded um, Elite Eights of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Clark was Clark was pretty spot on, I guess, right? Besides Oregon State, um, UCLA, UCLA beat uh, oh, UCLA. Who was yeah. it? Uh, Alabama. All right, so you are shooting like six hundred, right? I think it was yeah, six fifty out of eight games. If it was, yeah, if you are saying chalk, two, four, six, eight, ten, and he missed two. I am not a math guy. Here we go with the half brain. <laughs> Someone, 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 <laughs> six out of eight equals. Someone, someone DM us. Eight the times eight that. is 64. So what? that means. Where are you getting that from? I don't know. I'm just trying to put together two numbers. Let's do what we know how to do and keep talking sports. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, Oregon State's been, I think they've been the, that surprise team of the whole tournament, right? You could, some would argue, or Roberts, some would argue UCLA, some would argue Oregon State. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go Oregon State. I think that's my. Uh, I think that's my, that's my pick. They've been the surprise this tournament because not only are they beating, te- I mean they're 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 doing their job. 
They beat Oklahoma with Cade Cunningham. They shut him down, right? Yep. There was a minute where Cade was like, all right, I'm taking over this bitch now. Like, no more phony shit. And they stopped him. And, you know, they had to play, what, a five seed in the first round? What, they play Tennessee? Yeah, that was where they started. Yeah, and they, all right, they smoked Tennessee, right? Beat them by 14. You go to the next round, they take on Oklahoma, just Oklahoma. Yeah, no, Oklahoma State. They beat them by 10. They go to Loyola, who's probably the hot, one of the hottest teams in the tournament, take them down. This is probably the game to watch. I think there's two games that I'm going to keep my eye on going into next week. I think there's going to be two games that aren't as close, right? But personally, I'm going to go. I think that I really think Oregon State has a chance to go to the, to the uh, Final Four. I don't disagree. I mean, the crazy thing about the craziest thing about this is that they had to do this. By winning their tournament. They won the Pac-12. That's where this all started. Was the Pac-12 championship. This team wasn't even projected to be in here. And now now look where they are. I mean, they've just gotten hot at the elite right eight. time. They're elite. Here is more than what you should have expected. Like, or more. Oh, I mean, we, we should. Over even Yeah, they maybe far. win a, f- a first round game. Or like maybe make it to the Sweet 16. But now they're in the Elite Eight. Yeah, and they have a chance to make some even more noise. Yeah, the like alliteration. That I was thinking about last night. I was like, there's round of 64. That's not it. Round of 32. That's not it. And then you go sweet, sweet 16, double S's, elite eight, double E's, final four, double F's. Did you just realize that? Yes. Dude, crazy. It's, it's awesome. wild. It's great. No, like, it, it makes me want to watch it more because I'm like, oh, fuck. Look at all the thought they put into that shit. <laughs> like, how do you make a tournament? And you're thinking about that. And you're like, how perfectly does it flow together? Like, they were probably sitting there one day, and they're like, fuck it, Sweet 16. And then they were like, wait, it's going to go down to eight teams. Wait, 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 wait. Exactly eight? No, no. Eliminate eight? No, no, no. Elite eight. Yeah. You know what I don't like, though? Is it goes sweet to to elite to final. It's like... Really? Can we come up with Can we a go, like the fantastic? I know that's a sweet. That's probably copyright issues. No, no, no. But. let's go sweet elite. So we need something that rhymes with 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 that sweet starts with, that starts, that with, starts an with an F. We'll be here all year. Feet, feet, <laughs> feet. The featured four. four. Oh, um, the sweet elite and the featured. <laughs> no, cut that part out. No, the feet four. Feet four. I could be kind of lit. Um. We got a couple more games here. Oral Roberts, so sad, right? I was they. I mean, they're they're four inches, four inches four from inches. being from playing. Uh, what was what did they play Saturday? From playing tonight. Yeah, wow. and uh, man, I, I mean, if if anybody didn't see the end of the game, right? It was you have the three at the end of the game. They they make their comeback against Arkansas and come a, eh, a little bit short. Arkansas is a good team. Right, there's no there's no denying that. I think every team that's left in this tournament is a good team. Right. There's no there's no if ands, buts, ors, ifs. Um Oral Roberts, their their Cinderella run ends a little bit early, maybe a little bit earlier than they than they had hoped. Um, but still a good run for them. Arkansas is gonna go out to take uh take on Baylor. Uh Baylor just handled business, right? There was I, I feel like there's never really much doubt in my mind about this game. Uh, 62-51 over Villanova. Villanova was just kind of there, right? They weren't like, they didn't have a story behind them. They didn't have this behind them or that. It was just like, hey, Villanova's still here. They were kind of like Syracuse, right? In a way. They're there, but they're not like this big, like, 
they're just there. They're a five seed. It's like, hey, sometimes sometimes five seeds make it here. Sometimes five seeds don't. And they were just like, yeah, we're a five seed. Fuck it, we made it here. But yeah, this is it for us. Well, the thing is, too, is you know you go into halftime up seven, you're feeling good, and then they come out and they just lay an egg. Yeah. I mean, they scored twenty one in the second half. I wasn't expecting. It. I thought well, it was going to yeah, be the Baylor's forty. <clears throat> Right, exactly my point. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting that, especially after the first half that they gave us. I was like, oh my god, this team is—you know—they're—they're—they're they're, they're playing yeah, they well. They're good, moving right? the ball well. Yeah, they're stop, They're playing really good uh, transition defense. I mean, across the board, I was like, Villanova could do it. And we might not have, you know, we might only have like one or two one one seeds going into the lead eight. Yeah. We're not even talking final four. Yeah. So, uh, what else do I got here? USC. I I really want to talk about USC. That is the one thing that I can pride myself on from this whole tournament, right? Illinois, no, I can't pride myself on them. Ohio State, no, none of those guys <laughs> can't. Had to bring it up. Yeah, we can't brag about them. But USC is a good team, right? Those brothers, the Mobley brothers, they're tough, bro. They're real good, and like that's the one team that I that I thought from the beginning had a good shot to to make the Sweet Sixteen, to make the Elite Eight, and they, dude, tomorrow night. USC Gonzaga is going to be a good game. USC has had no problem handling their business so far, right? Like you, you go through the tournament that they are their game so far, and what do we got? USC took on Drake. They they beat Drake by what sixteen? They beat Kansas, Ray, Kansas, the Kansas University, by what three four thirty four points. Then you're like, oh. Maybe there's, this, this would be a challenge for them. They go on to the next round. They take on Oregon, who's been playing great too, right? They've been, they've been, they took on Iowa and they beat them by 15. Iowa was a two seed going into this. How about USC 82 68? And if you watch the game, it wasn't even close the whole night. Like it was just the Mobley brothers, uh, this point guard that I don't know who it looks like, but it looks like Cole Anthony on steroids. He looked good. This team was just hitting on all levels. And I'm like, damn. USC looking good. And this will be the toughest matchup so far, maybe this whole season, maybe since like the, the, the beginning of the season for Gonzaga. But this is gonna be a tough game. Like I don't think I don't think they steamroll over this team like they do like they have so far, right? I'm not saying Gonzaga's not gonna win. I'm just saying it's gonna be a challenge. It's not gonna be a game where you walk out there and you can just give the ball to Timmy or Suggs every time and be like, hey, just go get a basket. Or, hey, run the flow of the offense and you'll just get a, a wide-open guy cutting into the basket. Like, it's not going to work like that this game. I feel like there's going to be – it's going to be a good game. There's going to be defensive stops on both – I just feel like it's going to be the biggest challenge yet for Gonzaga. Definitely in this tournament, but maybe the whole season. And USC is the most, in my opinion, the most prepared team, right? I mean, they are able to dissect teams – in in days, not even. I mean, they really didn't have much time to really look at, and they're not gonna have much time to look at Gonzaga. They've they had a good amount of time to look at Oregon, but um, I mean, Kansas, you really only have a day or two to dissect their playbook and what they like to do and how they like to play. And the only thing you really have to go off of is is VOD. You know what I mean? Just video evidence of of how they play, of how they played all year, and you're able to go in there and do that to them, do this to Oregon, really stop their fast break flow, slow the game down, but then also be efficient with your shooting. I mean, they didn't take the thing about this team. They don't take bad shots, right? They were efficient all night on shooting, and it wasn't one guy. That's the thing is that this starting five is they play so well together. 
They don't have a deep bench as well. They have a couple guys who come in, maybe throw up some threes here and there. But their starting five is up there. I mean, they these guys just meld well together and play off of one another so unselfishly. They don't care who gets the ball. They don't care who scores. It's not a lot of one-on-one. It's moving the ball and being able to to stop teams on what they do best. And that, to me, is just a scary matchup in, in, in general. USC's a problem. They're really a problem. And, like, this will be one of the first, I think, matchups of lottery picks, right? Like, yeah. we'll have Suggs and we'll have Mobley who can go one. Like, th- these guys are going to go probably top five, right, both of them. Suggs at least in the top ten. And those guys really Mobley even- projected to go, what, two right now behind uh, Cunningham. Cue, yeah. cue the message. And, uh yeah, no, I, I think this is going to be a good matchup, though. I really do. And the Mobley brothers didn't even really have to do that much. They kind of just let the other guys take the reign and do it uh, do it for them. They, they kind of just sat back and yeah, watched. Yeah, they were really consistent. Like Evan obviously scoring. had some assists. He he was all around. He had 10 points, 6 assists, 8 boards. I mean, he he was, you know, stat, she, stat sheet stuffer, as they like to say. Is that, a, is that an old Clark Kellogg quote from, it is. Uh, from 2K? Yeah, cause, you know what was stat funny? Stat sheet stuffer? Yeah, you know what was funny is Donato texted me, and he was like, he was like, I was really sad that Clark didn't say anything about stats. St- I can't even say it. I'm stat so sheet bad. stuffer, bro. Yes, thank you. Say that t- Say that three times fast. I can't even say it once. How the fuck am I going to say it three try times? Try it. No. Just try it. Stat sheets. <laughs> no, bro. Don't even think about it. Just go. Stat sheet suffer. Stat sheet suffer. Yeah, no. You're it's not happening. Scuffed. Um, but yeah. Man, Clark Kellogg. What a, what a guy. But Donato was like, I couldn't believe that. Or I couldn't believe that he didn't say anything about it. I was like, I, me and Joe, because Joe asked me, he was like, What's something that he used to say famously on the game? And I was like, I know that there was something. Oh, yeah, where you're that, just like, you're talking about it all the time. Yeah. Where me and Stat Donato, sheet stuff for Supreme, bro. Yeah, that's what me and Donato would, and Mike would just talk about all the time to each other. So we would just say that to to each other. And exactly. Yeah. I was kind of pissed when after he texted me um, the line. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's. Yeah. I remember talking about that all the time. Um, We got, what, one more game on the slate here? Uh, Let's do it. UCLA, Alabama. Probably the best matchup we've had so far in the tournament. Arguably, right? Yeah. Alabama just didn't want to give up. UCLA was just putting the hammer down on him. And UCLA, I mean, there's no... I, I This team was a, a first four, right? And they've just kind of shut everybody up so far. And watching them yesterday, they just... They got a, they got a solid team. I, I don't know how they're getting it done like this. Um, I guess there's a cool story behind... Uh, the coach of that team, uh, it's like Crispin or something, and the father was there. He had to get vaccinated or whatever, so he's seeing his son coach. Uh, so I guess that's a cool story. But as far as like the success of this team, I guess they were just they're just hitting their their strides at the right time. And you see you see the end of that game yesterday, and it was a hell of a game. I don't know if you were able to watch it, but yeah, that you shot. see that you see that shot, and you're like, oh fuck, Alabama's gonna win this game because you go into overtime, you're like. That's momentum, literally momentum. And they just come out literally flat. Yeah, and they came out, I mean, flat like you just ran over a bed of nails flat, like not even. Like Ohio State. Yeah, like like Ohio State, literally. And uh, yeah, UCLA was just putting the freaking hammer down. And you saw that one dude, it was like, oh, God, I don't even, I got to see his name now. It was, uh, he had like three names. Jamie? What? Jamie? Jamie. Yeah, my boy. Yeah, Jamie, bro. Jacques. Jamie Jacques. Yeah, bro. Dude Triple was, J. Dude was a fucking bucket, though. Whatever whatever he was doing, he was doing it right. Guy had so much confidence at one point, Ray. He took a fadeaway three, whapped that, 
Then they were running the offense on another possession, like after that, right? And he was the middle guy, so he's like, you know, he's supposed to like go to the middle, top of the key, and then he gets the ball, he looks around, he's supposed to like look first, look second, and then turn around and hand it to the point guard, and it turns into a pick and roll or whatever. He was like, he got into his motion, and they were like, all right, top of the key, here he comes, Jamie. And Jamie was like, fuck that shit. I'm not giving anybody else the ball. I'm jab-stepping, and I'm fucking popping this mid-ranger. And he did, too. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, this this game's over. As soon as he made that shot, I'm like, this game's over. There's no shot Alabama can come back from this. Jamie's putting dagger after dagger in the NATO t- fucking chest. And I'm like, yeah, this is over. Like, as soon as as soon as soon he whapped that three and hit the mid-ranger back-to-back, I'm like, there's no shot in hell that this game. That was the closing point of the game for me. I, like, turned it off. I was like, fuck this. It's over. It just took all the air out of Alabama. It depleted them. Jamie did. Yeah, Jamie did it. Triple J. What a name. No, 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 no. Jamie. Jamie, don't, don't go Triple J. Junior. No, just Jamie. No, I'm going Triple J. I like that better. I, I see. I feel like it, but it's more simple to just go with the Jamie. Jamie put the dagger in him, All right? Because right? hey, you don't know who it is. Third time I'm going to say it this episode. Teach their own. <laughs> We're moving from if you live under a rock to each their own. That's the new thing. Ship it. Book it. Uh, let's just preview the matchups a little bit, and then we'll get into uh, other sports, right? So um, tomorrow night, UCLA-Michigan, that ought to be interesting. Tomorrow night, USC-Gonzaga. Uh, and then tonight we got, uh, first game is Oregon State and Houston, and that's uh, that's at 7.15, so you'll be listening to this, and you'll probably already be watching the game, or the game had already passed. Um, and then Baylor and Arkansas, uh, they're playing tonight at 10 p.m. and that'll be a good game. I yeah, think. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm for more both. excited for tomorrow night than I am tonight. I don't know. If we're being truthful. I I genuinely want to see how Houston does against this Oregon State team. I want to see if they can stay as hot as they are and just continue this crazy run that they have. I like. I would rather see. Um, I like seeing the Cinderellas play a little bit more than I do, you know, the top guns against each other. As much as I, I, I like seeing both, obviously. But at this point in the tournament, I just want to see if Oregon State can continue what they've been doing. I like that. Um, but yeah, Elite Eight coming to a city near you. And uh, I'm ready for it. No, no one versus twos at all. No, one, one, three, two, twelve. One, three is one, the closest six. we have. And then one, six, one, eleven. Well, no, there couldn't be a one, two because they would, that's, that's how it would, it would work out. So there would be a one two in the final four. No, it's one one in the final four. Because all four Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to each their own. Um right, where do you want to go with this? We can go really any way. Actually, I know where I want to go with this. We're already we're already dribbling the basketball, right? We're, I was gonna say, yeah, I was surprised. Well. The fucking Brooklyn Nets are a super team, the NBA fucking blows, and that's where we're gonna go next, right? I'm just shocked. So, the, so in the time that we've talked, right, I think Blake Griffin was about to sign with the Nets. Blake Griffin's now playing for the Nets, playing decent minutes for the Nets. Oh, oh, and wait. Oh, just in case you were wondering, if the Nets didn't have enough guy, right? You have Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, probably the whole fucking East All-Star team. Hey, why not? Why not just add in Marcus Aldridge? Not saying he doesn't. He probably doesn't hobble up and down the court at this point in his career. He probably does. Greg Popovich probably was like, "Yo, fuck this. We ain't winning a chip, so I'm just gonna run your wheels off." Right? Probably scummed him a little bit, but that's just that's just Pop being a little a little devious in the background. But L.A. now on the 
uh, BKN. If we're gonna stick with the with the uh, you know whatever it is, I don't it's know. Where you're going well, LA BKN. Oh, like the the city. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever the abbreviation. Yeah, abbreviate. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I was sleeping before you came here. Um, I know that. I was actually dead knocked. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not. I, I, and, and you know, I'm. You know, I love basketball, bro. You know, I'm like the biggest NBA dude that you know, probably or one of them. Yeah. But like, dude, this is just stupid at this point. Like, it's not even fun to watch. Let me ask you something. Can we petition it? Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you really believe? That Lamarcus Aldridge is going to make that much of a difference for this team? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where the Nets were like, we don't want anybody else to have him because he could be an impactful player on a different team if he finds his you know old rhythm or something. Maybe well, even but. even if if he played the amount of minutes that he played for the Spurs on the Bucks or the Heat or the you know the Sixers. Any of those teams that are competing, the Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, shit. That's just another guy we have to worry about. But instead, they were like, nah, we already have a fucking super team. So let's just bring in LaMarcus Aldridge so nobody else can have him. We're not even going to play him that much. We're just going to bring him in because we don't want anybody else. We don't want to play against him, right? Yeah. So now now he does. No, I don't think he's going to be an impact for the team. But if he went somewhere else, I think he could have been. But for this team, it's just like they're literally doing it, I think. Right, so like that, nobody else gets him, right? Because now it's like, oh, now the Sixers don't have him, and now the Sixers don't have Blake Griffin or the Bucks or the Celtics or or the Knicks, like whoever, right? It's one less player that has skill that we have to worry about on a different team. It's like, nope, we're just gonna eliminate it, so we don't have to worry about it. I don't think Blake Griffin and I don't think uh, Lamarcus Aldridge are gonna have any impact on the team, really. Maybe small ones. Maybe they can win them a playoff game in the first or second round or something, right? Like if they come off and you know they can play at that that high level they did for for a game or two. But no, they're not gonna come in and be like these these superstars on the team. But I think they're they're still good players. Where if they went to a different team and be like, shit, we have to play Blake Griffin again, or shit, we have to play Lamarcus Aldridge. But now it's like, no, we just have them. And the thing is, for me too, I know these guys are like if I was Blake Griffin, right? You know what I mean? If I was him. I wouldn't want to go to a team ch- like championship chasing yet. You know, I, I'm, I want to go try and rebuild my career. I think he has something left that he could prove if he went to a team that was, you know, maybe he was the second or third option. These guys are going into this team being the fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe if you count, if you put Joe Harris in the conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That to me is just giving up. And you're saying, I want to go be. I want to go be a David West towards the end of his career, right? What did he do? Spurs, and then he went to the Warriors. Yeah, but like David but West the, was grinding until he was like thirty six. Exactly my point. Right? These guys aren't the, like I think Lamarcus. Lamarcus might be a little close, bit older, but like Blake but Griffin's like, like barely thirty. Yeah, and that's 31. what I mean. So it's just like, are you just diving into it now and just like, being like, come on, bro, I just want to go ring chasing? Yeah, what? You know what else I said? If the Nets don't win, this is my opinion. I got well, a hot take for you. Actually, I do too. So go ahead. Well, this is going to lead into yours. How do you know what I'm going to say? If you say that if the Nets don't win, like there's something, there's <laughs> some, there's obviously something to follow, right? Would it be would it be crazy to say, Ray, if the Knicks make the playoffs and win a playoff series? Not even all right. We'll say if the Knicks make the playoffs, it's it's more of a success for the next season than if the Nets make the finals and don't win. So it's more of a success for the Knicks if they make the playoffs. Do they have to win a series or no? 
No. I think if the Knicks make yeah. the playoffs this year, it's you, more of a successful season than if the Nets, with everything that they've done, make the finals and don't win the finals. Yeah, I agree. That's crazy. All right, go ahead. If the Nets don't win, in my opinion, this is my personal opinion, no one has to agree with me, right? LeBron James is the greatest of all time. If LeBron James wins, <laughs> if LeBron James beats the Brooklyn Nets, right? I'm telling you right now. I truly believe he's the greatest of all. Michael Jordan never had, I know it's a different era. I get it. We didn't get to see him play each other. I know. I get it. This is my opinion, right? Also. To each their own, bro. All, to each their own. Also, <laughs> Kevin Durant is not a Hall of Famer. Okay, that's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. No, he's a that's pussy. Crazy. He's a bitch. I don't care. If they do this, right? And he comes back because he's been injured all year. Harden and Kyrie are like, oh, well, we're MVP caliber. Here we are. And then KD just comes in, just drops, starts dropping 30 on people. Then he gets to the to the finals and just chokes. Nah, not about it. The guy's a snake, and I don't like him. Wow. Can't stand it. You heard it here. You heard it here. That was hot. Yeah. Um, I'm just sick of it, dude. Like, and even in, like, you're talking to a guy who also supports LeBron. Like, I think he's a good dude and, like, yeah. a good a good model for the NBA, right? And like kids and stuff. So yeah, besides the flopping and the bitching, but But like as a, as a role model, right? Like he's not sitting there like, you know, going to strip clubs and, and, you know, throwing, throwing bands and making them dance as juicy J once did. But you know what I mean though? Like there's, yeah, just out of all, you could have said Harden, right? You could have just, right. (laughs) But like what I'm saying is it's just, it's just annoying at this point. Like even in, I even got a bleacher report notification earlier. It was like, yeah, uh, it's kind of bullshit that, um, hey, Amber just invited us to go to the Catskills. Uh, no, it's kind of bullshit that, like, every every player that goes on the buyout market now is like, mm, yep, I'm going to go to the Lakers, the Clippers, the, way you just the Nets. That. Like, that's, it's literally those three teams, right? Like, that's all it's been. Or the Bucks. I don't even put the Clippers in there. And I truly don't. Clippers made their moves last year, though. They were they were they were buying everybody out last by year by what getting uh, reverse swept almost pretty much by the Nuggets. Well, yeah, I mean they they played like butthole. All right, but also there was other trades. There was other things that happened. Let's talk about that. I know we Aaron Gordon on, to the Nuggets. I don't like that. I don't. I care don't. For it. I don't. Care I, for I, it. I don't really love it. I mean, Gary Harris is not a great player, but Aaron Gordon, all he really offers you is athleticism and a cutter, a, a slasher, another exactly. guy. To, I mean. He, he needs to learn to play off the ball if he wants to play with Jokic and Murray, right? Like, yeah. he's not going to get the ball nearly as much as he did in Orlando, where he's probably think the number two. Um, I think he makes the team better. I don't think he makes the team worse. He's going to play, he's got to play, he's got to learn to play a little defense, and he's got to learn to play off the ball, make the cuts, and hopefully Joker can find him. Uh, I think that's, but I do think he, he definitely doesn't make the team worse. I just think now you rely more on Jamal Murray to shoot the three with Gary Harris not there which I think is a concern for me considering you didn't have that much great three-point talent shooting in general on that team. You were a, you know, mid-range, you know, get the ball in the post, let Jokic kind of work or give Jamal Murray a one-on-one, see what he can do, run him a pick and roll, see what he can do. Right. So now it's kind of like, what's your option when you have those three in the game? I just think, I think he's, you know, they were, they were really good when they had, um, when they had uh, Jeremy Grant, right? Yep. And losing him, I feel like that opened their eyes, I think, a little bit to, oh, fuck. Like, we really miss Jeremy playing that, like, forward role. Yeah, right? but he can do more than Aaron Gordon can. I don't know about that. I 100% know about that. 
I think Aaron Gordon's going to flourish on this team. I think he's going to be good. But you said you didn't like the trade. I didn't say that. You said that. You said it too. I said I didn't care. It wasn't like this great. I'm checking. I'll it. roll it back. I'll, I'm waiting for roll the end of the episode. Bitch. I'm waiting. Um, what what other good trades? Victor Oladipo to the Victor Heat. Victor Oladipo is a fucking snake himself. <laughs> he literally is, bro. Right? He uh, scummed us. Oh man. Oladipo, like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna wipe my ass tonight when I take a shit after dinner. I'm gonna wipe my ass with an Oladipo jersey. He's scum. You have one still? Yeah, he's literally the scum on the bottom of my now. shoe. No, I paid too much for him. True. I'm just going to leave my shit on it. and I'm, It's like wiping my ass with, with good toilet paper, right? There you go. It, but genuinely, what do, you, what do you think about it? Do you, I mean, What do I think about it? I think he's, he's a snake, bro. I really do. Do you think it's good for the Miami Heat not being biased? No. What's he doing? He, like, he, he didn't play good with the Rockets. It wasn't like Who's going to play good with the Rockets right now? Who? Uh, any star who can get the ball every possession and not shoot 30%? With that team? Yeah. You can still get buckets. If you're that good, right? Not win? If you're that good. It's 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 just another way of showing. He's not a star. He's, he's not, not a star player. He's not at all. He's going to be a role player. He's not going to be a star yeah, there. He's a role player. So he's going to play well. No, I still don't think he's going to play well. Okay. He's still a scumbag. That doesn't change anything. <laughs> this is not unbiased. <laughs> I asked for <laughs> No, I think it's a good move for him. I, I really do. Um, I think, you know, it was, a, it was a very low buy from Riley, which made it that much better, right? What they trade. Avery Bradley, a pick swap, and uh, Kelly Olenek for Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, dude. It don't get much better than that. Um, what it what it does for the, it, you know, it's it's really one of those moves where it's like, hey, let's see what you can do, Vic, right? They, Vic's on an expiring contract. I think it's a good move, and I think I don't know if it adds the third star to Miami. I don't think so. I don't think Oladipo's been a star since he got hurt uh, the first time. But you know, hey, to, to each their own, right? Moral of this episode is, uh, hey, just let everybody be who they want to be, right? Yeah, yep, and and don't take that away from them. Um, was that imitating me? No. Oh no, it wasn't imitating you. It was just being like I don't know, whatever. I wasn't imitating you. Um, what other big moves? Um, the Bulls are making moves. Bulls, Vooch, Vucevic with um, who Levine? else was it? No, uh, I know who else. And my boy Al Farouk. Al Farouk, the yeah. slept on trade cl- or the slept on piece of the trade. Bulls, hey, Bulls, Bulls are trying to build something low key over there, and I like that. I, I like it too. I mean, I like Otto Porter, no, Wendell he Carter, ain't he ain't it. Eh. They ain't it. You know, you're getting an all. You're getting an all star and Al Farouk for, you know, what a couple first round picks where you're. Expecting for the next couple of years to be a better team, you know, from this move with Levine yeah, now Vucevic. Yeah, no, I think he's going to get his t- time to shine. I mean, Vucevic, I feel like is one of the most Vuce is a good player, bro. Underappreciated players in this league right and, now. And who knows what he could do with Levine? I mean, you put two All Stars on a team, man. You who knows, right? Yeah, they could turn into like a little Eastern Conference Utah Jazz kind of thing, right? I like that. Um, what else? JJ Redick. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm buying a JJ Redick jersey immediately. He's, immediately he's, he's shooting no offense but he's shooting the worst percentage of his career care. i don't care shooting, get james john anything better than james johnson i don't care you could have gave me you could have given me hold on give me a second i'm trying to think of like a really bad player you could have really you could have brought rodrigue boubois back okay that's who you come up with rodrigue boubois how about some former modern? maverick how about somebody modern um is john lure still playing no. <laughs> Na- 
how about how Luke about Richard Mamute? How about Raul Neto? Okay, maybe not him. <laughs> maybe not him. But yeah, I'm so. <laughs> but no, I'm. Yeah, I'm, is he gonna come? Is he coming and turn turn the franchise around? I don't know about that. I'm, I'll be you don't real. Think so I'll be real. I don't know. About I thought that. it was a franchise altering move. Shut the hell up. <laughs> You're literally saying that, trying not to laugh. No, I, I think he can help. I mean, if he can find any part of his sh- shot back, it's going to help us. I mean, How I, do you forget to shoot if you're J.J. Redick? I don't know. You just get older. That's all it really is. So you think it's like some type of, like, he's getting old and he's just getting old age, right? And he's, he's starting to forget things, so he's forgetting how to shoot? I mean, was Ray Allen, I mean, I guess that's a bad example. That's Ray a really Allen hit, bad a, example. hit a pretty clutch shot in his, what was he, 40? Yeah. But you know what I mean. I mean, they're not as he still has that. That's the thing, right? Ray Allen wasn't like Ray Allen for the for the Heat that year, but he was still clutch. He still has that gene, that clutch. There was a reason he's on that team. One fucking job, and it's to come off a screen and float and do his little fading away three. That's literally his whole job in the NBA. He's made millions, probably over a hundred million dollars in his career, literally Ray, by coming off a screen. Running off two screens and shooting a three. Yeah, I understand that. That's what I'm saying is if he's he not, can do that and we in don't need Dallas, him to do that. We don't need him to do that. Then what else did you get him for? You didn't get him to play defense. I'm not you didn't saying get him to be a playmaker. Uh, I I know, but he can be a spot up guy. We don't need uh, my point to you is he doesn't need to be the guy who who we're asking for to be sixth man of the fucking year, right? We just want we just want someone who can shoot the three well. And we just want him to turn around here. Help us because our three point besides Luca, who hasn't even really shot the ball that well from three this year, it, it's just been a mystery of where the three point shot has been for the Mavericks this year, and it's something that we've been struggling with the entire season. So we just needed to make a move. I'm glad that we did something right, better than nothing. What the hell did the Pacers do? See, why'd you have to say that? I'm just wondering. They're winning basketball games right now. Well, winning four of the last five. Jerk. <laughs> How about that? Fair enough. So you had a good comeback. That's all you had to do. They're winning right now. You know, you can come at me. I can't come at you. What are we doing? You can come at me. Wait. I'm just going to come back at you. Um, Are we still talking about basketball? No. It's over. Uh, Let's dig into a little little NFL stuff, right? I mean, there were some big trades going on. I feel like that needs the light needs to be shed upon them. And I think one thing is very obvious um, from this, and it is that the 49ers don't want Jimmy G as the future, right? I think that's the only thing that I can put. One, all right, actually two. One, Loremi Tunsil literally made the Dolphins, you know, gave the Dolphins all the picks that they have, right? Larry Loremi Tunsil hitting the gas mask pre-draft led to four first-round picks from the Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. So he hits the gas mask, gets higher than a fucking kite, right? <laughs> Falls in the draft, still a great player, gets traded, gets the Dolphins some picks, gets the Dolphins some more picks, and then the Dolphins do themselves a favor and get more picks themselves. Right? Well, yeah, and the thing is, too, is they're not a bad team right now either. So this team no. is just going to go, I mean, in, in, in five, five, six years, not this team even, is going to be... Not even, bro, like maybe three years. Yeah, but you got to still give your rookies time to develop. I mean, it's sure, not going to be an yeah. automatic thing, but and but, they might have bad but picks, too. But that defense too. was, like, good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this team's, this team's good, man. Oh, my God. Someone just said they want to try the donut lotion cider. Who said that? Uh, Brianne. 
in, oh, in really? the chat. She was like, yeah, I want to try the donut lotion cider. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. That was the good one, wasn't it? Or was that the, which one was that? That was Earl. You loved Earl. Oh, I liked Earl? Yeah. I don't even remember. But, uh, <clears throat> no, I mean, Dolphins, if, it, you know, if, if people aren't following this, Dolphins made a power move, uh, traded the third pick in the draft to the 49ers, made a couple moves, traded with the Eagles, who had the sixth pick. Eagles traded back to the 12th pick. And next thing you know, the Dolphins have a couple more first-round picks, and they only lost three spots in the draft. And odds are they weren't taking a quarterback anyway. Yeah. So power move <laughs> from the Dolphins. And I honestly, Ray, I wouldn't be surprised if they move back even farther again just because they can. The right? Thing like is, for the sole reason because they can. Yeah. And because they don't want a quarterback, and quarterbacks are, are literally everything that's going on in the draft. Or they pick up an offensive lineman. At six, they pick up uh, Penny Penny Sewell, right? And I think the Dolphins are set up for, for success for a long time. I was looking at this draft, or, too. Or, <clears throat> last thing, sorry. There you go. Or they're taking all these draft picks and they're going to trade for Deshaun, the the Predator Watson. <laughs> you really had to say that? He's a Predator. Did you see the thing that came out today that he was trying to hide or delete Instagram messages that he was trying to, like, message these women to... Settle it. I actually have something I want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to, I, now I've fucking lost my train of thought. He's the predator. Um, the predator. No. So looking back on it, when, when McShay and Kuiper were saying <laughs> that, I forget, no, I think it was McShay said that it was going to be like top four. We're going to be all quarterbacks. Like there's no shot. That's 100%. not happening. Now it's like, now I now genuinely believe it. And the Jets, the Jets basically locked themselves in to Zach Wilson at two. The only which question, is a solid move. The only question I have is Atlanta is what they're gonna do. They're just idiots, though. Like I feel like the ghost of Dan Quinn will always haunt them, right? Like Not even wrong. if Dan Quinn isn't there, I st- I feel like he's still there. But right? like, like, I, his presence is still there. It's just like he's there. People, Dan Quinn's not even. He's gone, but he's still there. People feel the need to talk bad about Matt Ryan. Or I'm sorry, people feel the need that, that he's still, like, great. Not great, but he's up there. He's, like, he's still near an elite quarterback status, which I've heard through ESPN and, like, a lot of these other shows I'm listening to. I'm like, Matt Ryan fucking sucks. I don't know about sucks. But he's like, not good. He's mid-tier. He's, he's a yeah. mid-tier quarterback. Yeah. He's on the decline of his career. Absolutely. Like, someone asked me, or uh, someone, I think it was Max Kellerman or Stephen Once you a. have gray hair, you're on the, you're on the downside. It was one of right? the two. It was Max or, it was someone on first take. They asked who you would rather have in five years, Baker Mayfield or Matt Ryan? And they said Matt Ryan. And I was like, are you okay? Like, I get Baker has that mantra, but he just proved to a lot of us that he can he can do something. Baker Mayfield, no and doubt even, in my mind. That's they even have dumb. OBJ. That's probably one of the stupidest questions I've ever heard. So. You could give me a team with Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. Give me a, who's an, DeAndre Hopkins. You could put DeAndre Hopkins on one side and Julio on the other. And you could put Odell and Landry for for uh, Baker, and I'm still going to pick Baker. Wow. Matt Ryan is is he's on the fall off, bro. Actually, we don't have to go there. Calvin Ridley's going towards being an elite receiver. Yeah. Right. Julio's on the other side. They have the other dude there. What's his name? The other speedy guy. Oh, you son of a bitch. Um. Damn, you didn't call me call me that. I was just asking <laughs> a goddamn question. <laughs> Well, Jesus. I was trying to think of it. 
Another first round pick or something, right? Yeah. Now you're gonna make me look it up. Look it up, whatever. But point is, Matt Ryan's not good at football. Not not that great at football anymore, right? He's he's hitting his Drew Brees years he's, right now. Yeah. Well, hey, Drew Drew Brees was still bringing him to near title games on his falls. Well, no, he, Grant, he, he granted he has Alvin right. Kamara, but no, the thing was with Drew Brees was he, Drew Brees wasn't one of these. If you're looking at me, it's like it wasn't one of these. Drew Brees was like this. Right, like that. Drew Brees didn't go on a slope. He Drew hit a Brees brick wall like, in the in the Bucks defense. That's what I'm saying, though. So I don't think it was a fall off. He had a bad game. I feel like he fell off. He could have played another two or three years, in my opinion. Wow. Taysom Hill was winning football games on that team as the starting quarterback. Nothing to take away from Taysom Hill. Great player. Love the guy. Great utility guy. But he has no right being a quarterback on that team, winning football games. Right? Yeah. I just didn't. Did you, you know. get this receiver's name? No, because you're asking me questions. Dude, come on, man. What do you want from me? Who's the receiver? Keep talking. How about that? And maybe I'll get to it. Are you having trouble typing? No, I was trying to focus on more than one thing. Stats. I'm here. Roster. You want stats or roster? I want the roster. I want his name. I don't want his stats. Not Calvin Ridley. Not Julio Jones. Uh, Russell Gage. Is it Russell Gage? That's what I was thinking of. Who else is there? Yeah, Jawan Green. Jawan Green played for you, Albany. Yeah, I know. Devin Gray. Okay, it was Russell Gage. <laughs> gotcha. Laqu- oh, might have been uh, Tredel- or Treadwell? Laquan? No. Nope, it was oh. definitely Russell Gage. Um, shall we talk about Deshaun Watson? I feel like we have to. If you want to. Th- this dude's digging himself a hole. Right, it's just getting it's going bad to worse. I didn't think it was going to get any worse. So let, more right. cases every hot day. Take, hot take right now, right? Deshaun Watson might get canceled. Right, like is that is that a no? I mean, look, I mean, Kareem Bro, Hunt this did is it. Getting uglier by the day, though. Kareem Hunt, you know, hit a woman. I know hitting a woman and you know, there's obviously sexually the, assaulting no, no, twelve sitting, women. Yeah, right, yeah, we're not sitting here saying it's okay to do at any. No, but just the way that. The NFL has handled things. He'll probably get a seven to ten game suspension. Assuming he doesn't get jail time, right after what after everything that's going on, if he doesn't get that and just gets you know fined or what <clears throat> or whatever, you know he'll. I don't think it's going to affect his football game. He's still a really young quarterback. He's got a lot of talent. Obviously, this is a huge issue and, and, and a flaw. Um, something he's going to need to probably at least go to therapy for or something along those lines, but. It's definitely his kink, right? It's his kink. <laughs> well, more than that, but yeah. It's his kink. And, uh, you know, I- I'm not here to-, to talk about pedophile-ish things, right? But, like, it's definitely his kink. He's a little funky. Um, down with his chunky. And, that uh, monkey. Yeah, that monkey is that funky. That funky monkey. That's right. Exactly what you just said, right? Give it to me one more time. What? Oh, that monkey. That funky Deshaun's monkey. Monkey is funky. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, any other good football news? I don't any, think so. Any other thing worth uh, Kenny Galladay? Justin Fields checks all the boxes. Ohio State coach Ryan Day believes quarterback Justin Fields will have a higher ceiling in the NFL than he did in college. That's that's good for him. OHIO. Uh, come up, fall, fall off? Sure. Why not? What do you got for me? Oh, wait. Baseball season about to start. Fuck it. That's my come up. I'm starting with that. Okay. 
Baseball season back on Thursday, baby. I'm excited. I'm so excited, right? And and I'll, I'll, I'll branch off of my baseball season starting with the come up of there has been now rumors, small rumors, but rumors nonetheless, that the Yankees are talking about making Aaron Judge captain. And that makes me happy. Do other do a lot of teams have captains? It's not as um, prestigious of a, a thing. No, not that. It's just not as common. Um, like you remember how you know, like Derek Jeter was known as the captain, right? Literally so, the captain. Yeah, yeah. So same thing with um, with the Red Sox back in Baratek. Yeah, Barrett, you know, what I mean, the guy just wore a C, and once it, once that happened, it was almost like you know they edged themselves in history. You don't just see that anymore, and the Red Sox and the Yankees, I feel like we're two of really the only teams to have. Yeah, like, that are there any teams in, the MLB? in baseball right now that have that have captains? Like, do you go to the Phillies and you're like, hey, who's the fucking captain here? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, go to the go to Tigers, right? Go to the Tigers right now and just be like, call them up, call their call their system up, or call their like manager up. Be like, hey, listen, who's the fucking captain here? Maybe, maybe just because of experience, but that's. Okay, maybe that's just like a night. That that's a good one though, right? <laughs> yeah, but he's, like imagine he's you call dudes. up the Padres right now, and you're like, "Oh God, hey, listen, you guys are pretty good. Who's your fucking captain?" They're gonna uh, be like, "I don't know, Fernando Tatis." Yeah, even I don't know if he, he is, he, but yeah, he, even though he's he, the future. Yeah, he, even though he's like 22 years old, who's the captain? Right? Like, why is he the captain? Face of the MLB. Yeah, but like for that team, I'm saying, right? Yeah, I don't know. Just I think it's cool that teams do captains. I don't know why it's so. I think it's, it's just, just uncom- dope. It's uncommon because they're grown men, right? Right. I feel like, like that's a you thing. You don't need a fucking captain. You're you, you, yeah. You're all grown you men. But then at yourself. the same time, it's like, hey, that's good shit. But you hear about those guys in the lot who are who are just great in the locker room in general. So I guess there's that to it as well. Yeah. No, I, I kind of like that, but at the same time, I I don't know. It's good news that the Yankees are moving towards another captain. Um, however, baseball season's back on Thursday. I'm ready to, I'm at that point in my life right now where I just want to kind of come home from a day of work and be, I'm, I'm progressing towards the stage of life and maybe you're already there where I want to come home from work. I want to take my shoes off. I want to take my socks off, spread my toes, crack open a beer and just sit there and watch baseball. Like who's fucking pitching for the Yankees tonight? I'm ready. And like feel a, a a pit of excitement in my stomach on the days that Garrett Cole is going to pitch, right? Like I'm not at that stage in my life anymore. I'm not like, hey, fuck it, the Yankees are playing. I'll watch them when they're in the ALCS. I'm like, no, I'm I want to watch like at least a hundred Yankee games this year and be like, hey, I'm a fucking diehard Yankee fan now. I w- I'm ready for that point in my life. Wow, I am. I like I'm ready that. For that shit. I'm definitely. I I would love to do that every day. Like I'm, I'm ready. Just for not. That. I would love to do that every day. Like, can you imagine just being like a reporter or, you know, like on the um, like starting nine podcast where they just watch baseball all the time, just are only doing that with their lives and just, you know what I mean? Like, obviously they have free time and stuff like that, but their job is to watch yeah, baseball literally. and analyze that all day. I mean, like I would lose my mind. I would love that. But so like, much. it's just, it, that's what, that's what I'm progressing towards this year is I like on my Saturday nights, I'm not going clubbing anymore. Like I'm not doing that shit. Well, we haven't been doing that for about um, a year now. I'm gonna sit there right on that right there, right where that green water bottle is, Ray. And I'm gonna gonna turn that TV on and I'm gonna put the thing where my feet come up, the recliner, and I'm gonna watch the Yankees. And I'm gonna like it. 
whether I like it or not, I'm going to force myself to like it at this point, right? Because that's probably where I'm going to be the next like 30 years anyway, right? I'm going to be coming home. I'm going to, you know, whatever, see the wife, be like, hey, Yankees are on and she's going to go cook dinner or whatever. And that's going to be it. She's going to be like, all right, put your fucking laundry away. I'm be like, okay, fine. And then she's going to be like, all right, you're fine to go watch Yankees. And I'm going to be like, okay. So I'm just going to get used to it now when I have the freedom to. So that when it's actually my only, like when there isn't an Xbox there, I'm just going to be like, fuck it. I'm already used to watching the Yankees, so I'm just going to do it now. Like Baseball that. season's back. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to watch just fans in the stands. 162 games, full season. Watch watch Garrett Cole with fans as a Yankee. Um, and just, you know, all the good storylines and just uh, nothing better, right? And this is my last part of my come up. Sorry, it's been so long. But, like, nothing better than a night in July where you come home and you're a little drunk or something. You take, like, an Uber home, and it's 2 in the morning, and the Angels are in the third inning, right? Like, nothing better um, than that. And just being like, hey, fuck it, Trout's up. And you're, like, sitting there, like, sloshed, and you're seeing three things, and you're like, oh, fucking Trout. <laughs> yeah, it's lit. I'm ready for it. Let's go. <laughs> you got any come-ups? Yeah, I do. Um, what was I going to just say to you about it? Oh, the just about baseball in general. I mean, the AL East this year is going to be absolutely insane. Obviously, besides the Orioles, but in general, I'm so excited for that. I'm also excited for MLB the show. We got about two to three weeks till that comes oh, out. Oh yeah, I'm hard. I'm excited about that. I'm definitely hard. I was going to make that my come up, but then I thought, um, I'm finally going to be taking a vacation. Holy shit! I like that. It's been almost two years. I like that since I have taken a vacation or gone somewhere, and obviously, I'm going to be getting the COVID vaccine. Um, I'm going to be getting that for myself and because obviously with work, it would have been a lot harder to quarantine or take a test down there, quarantine for four days, take another test up here. I was like, screw it. I'll just get the vaccine. I don't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to Texas. I'm going to see Donato, going to visit him on Memorial Day weekend um, with my boy, Mike. I'm ready to just go down there and eat some Southern food, some barbecue, right? I mean, I haven't had good barbecue in such a long time. Best thing around here probably is like Roadhouse or or um, what's the other one? Longhorn. Longhorn. Yeah, those are probably like two of the best. Outback. Uh, <laughs> Outback's not my not my thing. I'll just not say your that. cup of tea. No. Not your cup of uh, what's something that they drink. Not your cup of whiskey. There you go. I yeah. like that. You like that? Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I've never been to Texas. We're going to see a Houston Astros game. They're going to be playing the Red Sox. Um, I'm just going to be screaming, grab a trash can the whole game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm just ready for it. I'm so excited to go down there. And there's going to be a lot. We were actually going to go because one of my goals, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. One of my goals to do or one of the things I want to do in life before I die is I want to visit all 30 MLB stadiums. Um, that's something I've always Not wanted to do. if I kill you first. Right. That's true. You're not wrong. Or maybe what I'll do is we'll tour together, and I'll just be that scumbag. Like 29? You're going to get to 29, and oh. then I'm just going to be like, hey, dude, we're on our way to Colorado. Dude, I, if I got to 29, I would be okay with it. No, we're on our way to Colorado for the, for like one of the last ones, and I'm just like, hey, listen, dude. I'm just going to drive. Like, I'm going to do one of those things where At I'm going to fucking me- get speeding off a cliff, and then I'm going to jump out and just be like, hey. Wait, no, wait, wait, drive wait. me into mile high at least. Like end my career, end my life in the Broncos stadium. I was you know thinking I mean? that. I was actually thinking that. I'm like, hey, what if I just drive him off I'm a in. cliff? But he the cliff just leads into the stadium. I'm so here. it's like you're there, but you're not there. I'm here for it. Just enough to scum me, right? I'm down. Would you be there for that? 
I'm down. I'm, I'm here. I'm physically here. So if you blew up in the middle of the stadium, it'd be okay. Yeah. That'd be a good way to go out. What would you be thinking about as you fell? This is it. This is the life I wanted to live. Where I want to die. <laughs> I want to die Could right you imagine? here in this field. Um, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I want to visit all 30 stadiums. I'm only at... So I've done... I've done Fenway. I've done Yank. I've done Yankee Stadium. I've done the Mets. I've done the old and new. I'm not counting obviously old stadiums. Um, I visited the Nationals. I visited Citizens with the Phillies. I got six. Um, I visited. I haven't visited Baltimore, but I've been down there a bunch of times. I've like been in it, but I've been to a game there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I went to Montreal when I was really young, and then I think that's it. So you're about. About a fourth of the way there. Around there. So you got some work to do. And obviously I'm going to be... Go- that's what... And you're we in your go- second quarter of life right now, so you better hurry the fuck up. Yeah, I know. We were going to go to... We were going to go to uh, the Rangers' new new stadium, but they're, of course, not in town that week. They're on a 10-game road stand on the West si- on the west Coast, so that's pretty lit. Mm, okay. But- um, any... Here, I'll go fall off, then you can go fall off. Uh, okay. My fall off is Mark Cuban. Straight up. Wow. For multiple reasons. So, God, Mm -mm. I'm sitting there on TikTok the other night, right? Go give our TikTok a follow at Given given Fun Day. It's our new new thing, right? Like, that's our new kink, TikTok. But, um, yeah, Mark Cuban. So his daughter has a TikTok, right? She's finally at the age where she's like, I think she's like 18, 19, something like that. And she came up on like my for you page or something. And it was Mark. I think it was like because I like so many basketball posts and Mark Cuban's doing a tick, a TikTok dance with his daughter. Like, the you know, my bestie and your bestie. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't have TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah. You're one of those. Yep. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> I just never I didn't and, want to uh, get addicted. And Mark Cuban had gray hair like a lot. Of gray hair. And I was like, holy fuck. That's what happens when you get older, Joe. Well, like, hey, if you have an 18-year-old daughter and you... Like, it wasn't even, like, salt and pepper gray, though. It was like, holy shit, Mark. Like, what happened to you overnight? Like, did you have a long night or something, brother? And so there's that part of Mark Cuban where I'm like, holy shit, Mark Cuban has gray hair. And then there's the other part where Mark Cuban has officially became the guy who wants to turn tickets into non-fungible tokens. Um, so it's basically like a unit of data. Well, the, the, the technical definition is a non-fungible token is a unit of data uh, on a digital ledger called a blockchain where each NFT can represent a unique digital item. Um, so he's trying to turn his tickets into NFTs. Uh, it says billionaire investor Mark Cuban sees a lot of promise in the future of NFTs. Uh, Cuban is now looking for ways to use the technology to bring in more money. So basically, he's trying to turn tickets into tokens. Um, I personally like tokens, or I like tickets rather. I don't like tokens. When's the last time you've had a ticket? I actually have a ticket right there in my room. From when? Uh, XFL game last year. Okay. Pretty fucking awesome. That- XFL's canceled now. I know, but I'm just saying, how many, you get everything online now. You never go like, go to the. Well, what are you going to do? Be like, hey, you, what are you going to do? Show your grandkids a fucking token? Hey, check out this token from when yeah, I went to Yeah, if it gets the- me to a fucking NBA game. 
Screw that, dude. All right, dude. Mark Cuban, can't you just can't you just be okay with with having a ticket? Oh, what are you gonna start when you get pulled over? Right, you want a token? Oh, you want a token for fucking getting pulled over? Because that's token? where we're going, right? Hey, we're talking tickets, right? You get a ticket when you're driving your car. So the same thing. Two t- different types of tickets, Joe. One, they're both they're both a piece of paper and they're both a ticket. One is for a physical game, and one is because you did something poorly. So, hey, you want a token for... Or illegal. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a token when you get pulled over now. You have ways of melding things that just don't meld, right? And just, you know... To me, it's just a talent. It's not a talent because it doesn't make any sense. Nobody cares about NFT, all right? Non-fungible tokens. No, I want to keep my ticket. I want to keep it for when... For for the good st- for the good times, bro. Put it in a shoebox and be like, "Hey, kids, I went to this fucking game. This is called a ticket, not a token. A ticket. All right, that's my fall off. Keep tickets. And Mark Cuban needs to go to you know whatever it is and get some just for men. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. Ray, you got you got to fall off here. I do. What do you got? And it's something that has been bothering me since the start. I know, I know I talk about video Since games way too much. I know I talk about video games way too much. The start of eternity, the start of society. The, the start, start of, of Warzone. The start of Warzone. Okay. Yeah, since I've started playing. All uh, right, what do you got? Get the fucking sniper and fist gulag out. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know if that pisses anyone else off more when you get in the gulag and you got fists, a fucking frag grenade, and a decoy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I just died, so I gotta go try and punch this guy where my my fists don't lock onto him, but he locks onto me. Oh my god, it's so annoying. That one, like, like just give me an AR or a sub so I can actually try and fry this kid, right? I mean, sh- give me something that shows me that I deserve to be back in the game, not some chance of luck of who gets the first lunge or the sniper bullet just connects on no scope of me when you're sliding across me. It's just... It's so frustrating. I I really try to pl- I play slower during these times because I don't want to go to the gulag, and it just ruins the game for me. <laughs> I hate it so much. I'm watching our TikTok that that Brienne posted, and it's actually so funny. I'm still watching it. Which one? This is the one of me where I'm just where I'm drinking uh, the the cider oh, yeah, and I just I keep like, drinking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think Amber just did did such a good job of making me look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know if it's hard to do. No, it's but not. It, with right. us, it, it, that's to, that's to you and me. That's not just to you. To you and me. But yeah, there's some anything, things. Yeah, anything else, right? Yeah, the AUG needs to go. Um, I hate the AUG meta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Continue. I just, I'm not, it's not that I'm not good with it. It just feels like my gun doesn't hit as hard as everyone else's. And then my friends go and get like 15 kills. And I'm like, I have 9,000 damage with four kills. Like sick, dude. But, yeah, I just want the game of Warzone to be better again, and I just don't know if it, when it's going to happen. I know there's some... I saw something that said that it was going to be a title update or a playlist update, something along those lines. There's where, a new sniper today, dude. Is there? Yeah. I've been, sure. out of, I've been out of the fucking loop. Anything else? No. How long have we been, how long have we been doing this for? A lot, with like the, two hours. Dude. We're just getting after it tonight. Holy shit. That's it. We're just getting after it. This is one of the longest one in a while. This isn't Clark Kellogg. This is Joey and fucking Ray straight raw. Right? <laughs> Wait. Careful how you word that. No, 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 no. Raw. All right. This is raw shit. Hey, if you get flagged for it, not my fault. Flagged for it? Flagged. raw. 
F L A C H. If that's how you spell what's, flack. What's flack? Like f- feedback, like bad feedback. Wouldn't it just be bad feedback at that point? Check out our TikTok. Uh, let me see what it is. Our TikTok officially. I don't want to give people the wrong thing here. Uh, yeah. At any given fun day on TikTok. I'm here for it. I'm ready for some TikToks. Hey, I have to break the Maybe news. Maybe we'll do a TikTok after this. I have, to break, I have to break the news to Brienne that I don't have a TikTok. Well, we're going to make a TikTok right after this because we can. So let's okay. do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. I'd like to say in a week, but who knows? Maybe we'll be back in four days. Who kn- who knows at this we point? We don't know our own schedule. We just do it. But uh, Oh, also, what giveaway coming out tomorrow. Be ready for that shit. That shit yeah. going to be... That shit going to be popping. What's popping? What's bracking? Brand new whip, new mattress. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you let the fun days roll.